I'm Mike Breen, and I'm speaking with Tim Chartier, who's at Davidson College and is a Sloan Research Fellow, and we're talking about the connections between mathematics and soccer. Uh, and Tim, in the mathematical moment, it mentions computational fluid dynamics. So could you tell us what that is and how it relates to soccer? Sure. Computational fluid dynamics is the study of how a fluid moves over an object. In this particular application, that's how air, which can be considered a fluid, flows over the object being a soccer ball and how it affects the movement of the ball. And it's called computational because it's a very large problem that would be hard to solve by pencil, for instance. So instead, one uses a computer. So, so you have these equations that describe the motion, but it's just like either impossible or impractical to do by hand? Yes. In many cases, it's actually impossible to do by hand. And so you're actually solving uh, an approximate solution. And so there are a lot of questions that come in there in terms of the accuracy of the solution, is that you can have inaccuracy simply in the model, those equations that you just mentioned that, that describe the movement of the ball. But then you're actually also finding an approximate solution with a computer. So the researchers are very interested in how accurate the solution is. And in this case, they actually compared their solution in their computing device to wind tunnel results where they actually took a soccer ball, they had someone kick it in a wind tunnel, and they analyzed the results. So the wind tunnel was in Japan, and then the research was being done in Europe. So that's kind of an exciting world researchers looking at this problem. Well, that works since uh, football or soccer is such a universal sport as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so in this case, they really were very precise about the model. I remember uh, in the article I read that they modeled it right down to the stitching of the ball. Yes, one of the things that they were interested in is how the panel design of a soccer ball actually impacts and plays into how the movement of the ball occurs. And so they did have to uh, have the model be exact all the way down to that stitching because that was in particular what they were interested in. Are the equations involved or are those uh, partial differential equations? Yes, they would be partial differential equations because you're working in three dimensions. And so you have an x-coordinate, a y-coordinate, and a z-coordinate, which creates the partial differential equation. So one of their conclusions was that there was a, a big change in the behavior as the ball approaches a, a certain speed, there's a certain a very important transition point. Is that right? Yes. It's one of the things that the interesting application of that was that they took their results and they looked at the famous kick of David Beckham when he was playing against Greece in 2001. And it's, many of the listeners will be familiar with bend it like Beckham. And that term came from that particular kick in the quarterfinal round in 2001. And what's interesting is, is that the ball went over the defender's heads, and then it looked like it was going over the crossbar, but then at the last minute it just dipped down and went into the corner of the net and became this very famous kick. And one of the things that's interesting is that their, their calculations showed that that final dip of the ball was actually due to the ball moving what, from what's called turbulent flow to laminar flow. Turbulent flow is pretty much what it sounds like. It's that the air is, if you will, bumping into each other, and it creates kind of that chaotic movement of the ball where it kind of floats, that knuckleball effect. And the laminar flow is where it's more smooth flow. The flow lines are parallel to each other. And it was that transition right then that allowed the ball to go in. And had it not had that transition, uh, the ball wouldn't have gone in. And so it's just a fascinating result that they came up with.
that it, w- it would have sailed right without the transition. Yes, it would have sailed right over the crossbar. Uh, now, was that with the old style ball, and and does the newer ball have a truer flight? Yeah, that's an interesting um, question. This was with the uh, 2001 ball, and they do believe, um, from what I read on the Fluent site, Fluent being the research was done by the University of Sheffield and then Fluent Europe Incorporated, is that they, they, there are two factors. One is that stitching of the ball and how symmetric it is, but also is whether or not the ball is truly round or not, which was kind of intriguing. And I, I'm actually not totally sure if the newer balls are designed that way or not. Um, some of the resources that are actually linked from the math moment do uh, speak to that. And I think the reason that I can't remember is largely because the result that, or the potential result that interests me so much is that the result could actually lead to different style balls being produced for different levels of players at some point. And I find that absolutely exciting that math research can lead to that type of impact at some point. Uh, now, you, you mentioned uh, Bend It Like Beckham, which is where our title, uh, Bend It Like Bernoulli, came from. Yeah. Uh, and Bernoulli, is he a recent mathematician, just for some people who might not know? No, no, that was some time ago. So one of the interesting things in computational mathematics is that much of computational mathematics was actually conceived by mathematicians who lived some time ago, long before the digital computer and that they conceived these ideas that they had and that some of it has um, created um, a lot of research in the modern era because of modern computers. And for instance, computational fluid dynamics now allows our cars to run more fuel in more fuel efficient ways because they can, if you will, build the car in a computer and model it in a computer and find where they can make improvements on the design long before they have to actually produced the car for real. So, and so um, yeah, Bernoulli was one of the pioneers in this research area. I was looking at your webpage, and I don't know how well this goes in an audio interview, but I know I, you do a lot uh, with mime. Yes, yes, I do. I'm a uh, professionally trained mime, and um, I've actually trained with Marcel Marceau when he was alive. So I'm talking in this case, but those who might have known Marcel Marceau's when his makeup was off, he definitely talked. But yes, I've developed a mime and math presentation that discusses applications of math and also just mathematical theory that um, audiences from elementary school to college can find interesting. And this is one of the applications that I talk about. In fact, I talked about it on on Monday um, in Seattle at a math day event for high school students. And several of the uh, members of the audience perked up when they heard that math could apply to soccer. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they might not think so much about how the air is flowing and how that affects the path of the ball. Yes, and, and it's both, at one level it's an intuitive result because, you know, you think of how a baseball player throws a baseball and, you know, you, you curve it by spinning the ball. But at the same time, it's interesting how much that panel design from these results actually plays into the uh, path of the ball, and that to me isn't necessarily a totally intuitive result that prior to their result I would have predicted that. Mm. It's, it's interesting how that all played out, and then, as you mentioned earlier, how careful they were in their results. So Tim, is there anything else you'd like to add? 
Well, I just, for anyone listening, we'll all look to see what Adidas in particular does with future balls. And as you, in each World Cup, new soccer ball panelings are created. And so we, you know, look at the, look at the paneling and see what, what's there and maybe even imagine how that might be impacting the flow of the ball. Well, thank you very much, Tim. That's Tim Chartier, who is from the Davidson College uh, Mathematics Department. Uh, thanks, Tim. Oh, you bet.